What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones and The Shiznit. This is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studio in Los Angeles, California, this is The Shiznit Show. With your hosts, Kenda McGee, Damon the Weasel Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dino Red. Now put your hands together for The Shiznit Show. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of The Cisnet Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. Good day, Kenda. What it do, everybody? What it do, girl? I miss you. I ain't seen you in a minute. <laughs> I know. I was sitting here trying not to talk to you before the show started, and I was like, I ain't seen her in a long time. She looked different. She smelled good. Her, not that she stunk before. Yeah, okay. Just, you know, Let I'm just think anything you want. It's just because it's been a long time since I've seen you. know, everything is just like all your goodness is just magnified. That's what's up. You know. We say, what up? Hey, hey, hey. What's happening? That's the wrong black sitcom, y'all. But it sounded good. And Charlie Bell is in route, so there's no Charlie Bell for the moment. I thought she was in route. No, she's in route. Oh, okay. One of them. In route with the gout. Oh, my gout. So, uh,. Kenda, what's been going on? It's been a couple of weeks. We've had a couple of holidays since I know. you've been gone. What's, what's been good, baby girl? I know. What's... I took one day off, and then you guys just like dropped off the face of the earth for a week. I don't know what happened. I came back like, where y'all at? Yeah, I right. show up to do a show. Ain't nobody yeah. here. Nobody told me what's going on. We were kidnapped by the Easter Bunny. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's been a fantastic, very busy, very exhausting two weeks. I actually slept Easter. Shame on me. Um, but I actually did because... Um, I've been um, involved in a lot of stuff, but I got to do a red carpet for shout out oh, to the yeah. Los Angeles uh, Women's Theater Festival. They had their yay. yay! They had their annual award ceremony honoring um, women who've made extraordinary contributions uh, on stage, and that could be choreography, that could be acting, that could be directing anything. Uh, but made some fantastic contacts there, and I met Medgar Evers' granddaughter there. It wow. was amazing. Cool. And in addition, I met someone um, I'm involved, as you guys know, in uh, creating and developing TV shows, and there's a couple reality shows that I have in the pocket, and there's one I did a 30-second elevator pitch at that show for, and um, uh, we got a pitch. 
my partner and I. So I'm really excited. So it's been really busy. A lot of hustling on that, trying to get it together, seeing if funding is coming. And if it is, I will tell you what it's all about. Hey, man. Cool. Big things. Big things in the works over there. Mm Mm-hmm. <sighs> Weezy, what you, what's been up with you, man? Oh, uh, this Easter I went to I went to go see uh, Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. uh, the Justice, uh, the Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, I I enjoyed it. I uh, and I'm huh. like Mikey, I hate everything. Yeah, you sure do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I uh, I went in there with ultra low expectations. That's probably what did it. Well, no, or at least no. helped. Right. I don't think so. I it uh, it, it usually doesn't. Uh, I mean, that usually helps me get through it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I either, you know, I, I either like something or I don't. It's, yeah. it's not a, you know, because I, I was the whole movie. I'm sitting there. I'm like, why? Why do people hate this? And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of my comic book friends were kind of like, yeah, it wasn't wasn't that bad. Um, it wasn't as as bad as everyone was saying. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it a great deal. Well, I saw it, too. <laughs> mm hmm. And, you know, I'm not one to, uh, I'm not an expert on mm-hmm. the superhero yeah. genre, okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my friends, um, they convinced me to go, and I said, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would I go there? Like, it has nothing to do with any of the old ones. This mm-hmm. is a completely new Stand director. Yeah. yeah. So just open eyes. So I thought it was a fantastic production and story. Mm-hmm. I did fall asleep on part of it because mm-hmm. I got lost. And afterwards, <laughs> I was like, some of the stuff I didn't understand because mm-hmm. I didn't know Batman and Superman mm-hmm. didn't like each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, new for me. But my friends who are superhero junkies mm-hmm. and comic book junkies mm-hmm. were, like, going off about how this particular director gets mm. so far in artist it's kind mm. of an artist issue mm-hmm. and you might like it because you're a creative type mm-hmm. but gets so far in his head that mm. his creativity and all that is in his head but it's not he's not telling the story mm. and there were big question marks in the beginning like and he said he was frustrated like just tell the story all this roundabout and everything so he said mm-hmm. that was what was really frustrating now i don't know anything about that but no i mean um yeah, I, I I felt like he was telling the story. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, I'm starting but, to think that Wheezy um, just likes what everybody doesn't like and doesn't like what everybody does. Yeah, totally, yeah. completely. Yeah. No, no, I mean, yeah. no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Whatever everybody else is saying, Wheezy's gonna say the opposite. <laughs> I just that's what I. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean, you know, my my geek friends, they were they were saying the same stuff. Like, yeah. you know, that they 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 followed it. I and but you know I will say that I recognized the source material that he was drawing from, mm-hmm. um, and uh, there was some I had problems with uh, a couple of character motivations. Um, Lex Luthor. No, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. It was uh, different. Yeah, yeah. But it, some said it was overacted, and it seemed like he was trying too much. I thought I, 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 I it think, was a lot, and the, I like him. Yeah, my my criticism with Eisenberg was that he it 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 was. Uh, Lex Luthor is a contrast to all the manic, um, goofy superheroes right. that uh, inhabit the uh, the DC the universe, mm-hmm. um, and Jesse was kind. Of, he, he he played him. I I, I don't know if anybody is out there has seen uh, Mister Show, but uh, like one of the first episodes, David Cross uh, played this. Uh, <laughs> Mr. So- Mr. Show is like one of the best uh, skit uh, sketch comedy shows uh, ever. It's, uh, Artist talk, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, and those of you who've watched Arrested Development know who David Cross is. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Cross played. Well, you know who David Cross is too. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
and uh, he played a he played like a a, a, a a kind of a wacky CEO mm-hmm. head of a company who mm-hmm. you know was ultimately brilliant, but right. you know, and I think that's what J- Eisenberg was doing was more than, do. more than channeling the Joker. At mm. least that's that's the way I mm-hmm. saw it. Mm-hmm. Well, but, how was how was I'm dying. How was Ben Affleck? He was great. I thought so too. Now, yeah. wow, I did too. yeah, you know, you. He was very. Dark. I didn't think Ben Affleck when I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. Every every uh, criticism that I read or saw, uh, you know, and and they all said the same thing that Affleck was great. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, Henry. It, huh. Henry. Right. Isn't that his name? Superman. Oh, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Yeah, Cavill? I mean, yeah, he he was good. I mean, Superman's not a very deep character, no. uh, so mm-hmm. you know, it, it's he's you know he's a big Boy Scout. Someday uh, you'll have to take me to coffee and explain the whole why they don't like each other <laughs> and why Batman is angry, well, and I just don't get all that. Well, like. <laughs> and that movie, they kind of, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, it it uh, it it. it uh, I'll, I will say this around in in the mid eighties mm-hmm. uh, when they revamped the DC universe, mm-hmm. they took Batman back to his roots, which was a, a victim of his parents, uh, a victim of patricide. Okay, um, and you know he's fueled by anger. Okay, um, and uh, uh, Clark Kent, on the other hand, was adopted by a farm family. Mm-hmm. Uh, have very black and white has a very black and white view of right and wrong. Oh. So, in at, from '86 from on, they've their conflict has always been who uh, you know Batman believes that you do whatever is necessary to to hurt a criminal, hmm. whereas uh, Superman is more like uh, you you apprehend you do justice, mm-hmm. but you know we have a responsibility to you know keep ourselves in check. So they've they've always they, so since the mid '80s they've butted heads on on uh, procedure. Got it. And uh, superheroes one on one. I love it. Yeah, but I'm enlightened. They could have told me this before I saw it. Oh, All right. But I, I will say that I, I did enjoy it. Cool. Yeah, so. Cool. Okay. So now I'm kind of looking and, forward to and, it. And there were quite a bit of Easter eggs in the in in the the film where you know, they, they, I think one of the problems they were setting it up for the the Justice League when they when they made when the they, Justice okay. League. So there was a lot of stuff in. Yeah, there. with that Wonder Woman showing up, everybody was excited about that. Yeah. I, I personally, you know, I'm a Linda. Old old school Wonder Woman, and I wouldn't fill in her. So this new girl, like, what is that? That's not Wonder Woman. What do you mean? Well, you know, Linda Carter's like ninety three now. I know, so. but you know what I mean. Like, she she's, she's not a really she's play not, the part. She's not a real Amazon. Oh yes, she's and she's aged, she's aged she's and all that, and you know, there's just there's problems yeah. with the real, but they you know, the original. The one. I just oh really? No. I thought she was great. Everybody did, but yeah. me, I don't know why. Because she's not Linda Carter. She's not Linda Carter. <laughs> but you know, we've had a million. Different Supermans yeah. and Batmans, know. you know. I gotta let it go. I and gotta I, let it and go. And one of the cool things, uh, it's a minor thing, but you know, Wonder Woman's Greek, and I, know. It, I mean, in this uh, this this uh, this character, this this what Gal Gal Gadot. She, I think she's Israeli, but it was it's nice, close pretty close. Yeah, yeah but it, it was it that's was nice to hear this Wonder Woman with a with a little accent, foreign accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's mm-hmm. what's up. And, and, oh yeah, and she seemed to she really enjoyed the battle, which is the thing about Wonder Woman. She likes to fight. Yeah, and they they showed her she was. There was one point where she got knocked down, and she got up, and she had a smile on her face, and she picked <laughs> up her sword. She's like, "All right, yeah. I'm ready to kick some ass." She was a beast. Yeah, she was a beast. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what did you do? Yeah. Uh, this this Easter yeah. Sunday. 
Well, Mr. Red, <laughs> believe it or not, I went to church. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, fe- I felt, I've actually felt hell freezing over. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> well, actually, it's really not that uncommon. I am known as a CEO. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, Christmas, Easter only. Uh-huh. Actually, it, to, to be perfectly honest, I'm just an EO. I don't really go on Christmas either. So I just, Easter's my once a year. We go. We go to my, my mother in law's church, which, if I had to, if, if someone burst into the Red Rock Studios right now and held a gun to my head and said, look, motherfucker, you're going to have to go to church every week from the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Pick one right now. Mm-hmm. That I would pick that church. That's that's the church that I would pick, yeah. with, you know, if they held a gun Push to my head. Push mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot there. Uh, tonight is, it's mixed, you know, and uh, things. Mm, predominantly white, but mm. not always. Mm-hmm. Which is it's, it's really amazing. I'm so amazed at all that they do in an hour and fifteen minutes. Every mm-hmm. service mm-hmm. is an hour and fifteen minutes. <coughs> they do everything that we do in the black church in four hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, <laughs> amazing. They do all this, and I'm in the oh my goodness, in the 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 the, the praise team. They have like violins and this is like a, a, a whole band i mean just like it's awesome That's you know cool. and I, the av setup is ridiculous with all the screens and stuff it's, it's so cool but anyway it's uh, like the reader's digest version of we, uh yeah pretty much uh, yeah reader's, reader's digest mm-hmm. version of, of black church yeah <laughs> so we usually go there and then we usually go to um uh, my in-laws usually my uh, my wife's aunt's house but they didn't have anything this year, so my mother-in-law felt bad for some reason that we didn't have anything to do on Easter. So she she treated us to um, she get she treated us out to, to uh, she couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually had to work, but she didn't even make service because she ended up being sick. Um, mm-hmm. But she gave us money to go out. We went to um, the El Torito buffet Sunday brunch buffet, oh, nice. and it was yeah it was it was, it was very nice. Mm-hmm. So we had a good time there. And that's yeah. that's how we spent. I, I, I remember when Dino and I used to go to El Torito. <laughs> that's how we spent Sunday brunch. Came home, watched some movies and stuff, and that was the that was you know it was cool, nice, quiet little you know uh, Easter. Mm-hmm. The next day on uh, we had the Monday off as well. It's mm-hmm. a local LA kind of holiday. Is mm-hmm. basically what I call it Cesar Chavez Day because mm-hmm. nobody else in the world. Even knows what that is, <laughs> and uh, so we were off while the rest of the world hated us. <laughs> and I took Don Don to see Zootopia. Oh, I because, loved uh, that movie! I know well, that's it was what, so that's cute. what uh, gave me the idea that yeah. you loved it so much. Mm-hmm. So cute. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as you. I, I liked it. Me and Don Don, you should have had me take Don Don. So old Scrooge. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. It was, but it was very very. The me- very message heavy, very politically mm-hmm. correct, mm-hmm. like super, super preachy. <laughs> and I just was waiting for Spike Lee to walk out into the middle of the screen and be like, message! <laughs> you know, because it was so heavy. It was just so, so thick. Oh, it was so thick. Ridiculously thick. <laughs> but uh, other than that, 
<laughs> it was a good little movie. Don Don enjoyed it, so that's that's, that's right, that's Don Don. That's my girl. What, what mattered? That's a, a, that's a, that's the type of movie I, I show up to like at ten ten, <laughs> <laughs> so I can watch it by myself and, and not not seem like the creepy guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that? What's that so dude being in a room full of kids? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. like it. And, uh, nah, you wouldn't yeah. like no, it. Didn't, doesn't sound like I would. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know. But um, what else? Oh, <laughs> there's, there's some drama brewing the Dino Red House. Uh, uh-oh. Yeah, there's a little bit of drama. I, okay, so you guys know. I've, I've told you guys about, you know, how my dad was. Uh, well, first of all, my, my mom uh, passed away less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, it's almost getting close to a year now, right. though. Uh, like uh, April of last year. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, it's getting real close to wow. a year now. Um, but my dad was kind of like dating and engaged within like six months of that mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not unusual or not not or not long after mm-hmm. yeah that's that's true it's mm-hmm. it's not unusual it's still kind of weird but i think that's what uh not what's his name was singing about <laughs> <laughs> wayne newton uh not wayne newton uh, what's his name it's not unusual yeah that's what i was talking about yeah but, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. God, I can't think of his name. Yeah, me either. Because I keep wanting to say, yeah, it's not. It's a vague Tom Jones. Tom Jones, yeah. I do. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so he was supposed to be getting married and mm-hmm. this and that, moving out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that kind of didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So they're not. Uh, th- that's off, <laughs> and uh, I think they're pretty much breaking up. Oh, but oh, the damn. thing that made stuff kind of complicated is that he decided to he decided to hire his fiance as his caregiver uh oh yeah 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 right, well. so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so anyway uh this is very Stephen Hawkish mm-hmm. <laughs> oh so, yeah good reference <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that is true so things are so we're in this transition and things mm-hmm. are getting little weird you know he's kind of he's asked for the key back which he never asked my wife and i if he could give her anyway <laughs> and we God, we, we just we decided to kind of be a soap opera since he was kind of like on his on his way out yeah. we decided to just kind of turn the other cheek mm-hmm. you know and just kind of let it go and like okay we'll let that slide he's about to go whatever and then there were some other issues that came up with with her now as a person the lady is perfectly nice mm-hmm. i like her you know a lot she's a very nice very sweet lady right however there's some things about her being the caregiver that are problematic for me mm-hmm. um generally the caregivers are here like 11 to 3 right. or 10 to 3 or some some hours like that mm-hmm. and they're long gone by the time i get home mm-hmm. So I would only have to deal with them every other week on my uh, what's called my regular day off. Mm-hmm. So every so every two weeks I would see the person while I'm at home and the occasional weekend when they're making up some time or something mm-hmm. like that. But that was pretty much it. She has a unusual schedule. I don't I, I guess because she's caring for other people or something and partly because she's not just the caregiver. She's kind of the girlfriend, too. She's I pretty much kind of see her every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. she's uh, she's in my way when I'm in the kitchen, and Uh-oh. it just so it's kind of problematic. And it, it was it was so. Needless to say, you're not upset to see her going, right? Okay. I'm not. Okay, I'm got not. it. 
But anyway, <laughs> so all that I'm just kind of setting the table for something that kind of happened the other day. So um, since we've been here, we've had problems with our we, my wife and I. We get a lot of packages. We do a lot of ordering mm-hmm. on Amazon and mm-hmm. different places over the internet. We get a lot of little packages constantly, mm-hmm. and we've had, and the the mail here is pretty much the worst any place I've ever lived. For we, sure. We kind of have to stay on top of it. Yes. You know, if we ever want to see our packages. Pretty so much. anyway, uh, I, there's been times throughout the, going on six years, my dad's been living with us here, where we've had to ask him something about one of his girls. Like, okay, like, for example, there's this one time <clears throat> we came home and all of these files on the inter- on our on our computer were open. Mm-hmm. Just all these different deep files, not typical wow. files. Just wow. you know, and, and Donnie was too young to do Red that. Flag. No, she wasn't too young. Oh. She just wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> she was. She was with us. Mm-hmm. And so, well, it was like okay, something like that had kind of happened the other day too, mm-hmm. when no one was home <laughs> or something, whatever. And so I'm like, okay, we could have somebody. Mm-hmm. We could. It, it could be a couple things. It could be some kind of virus. Mm-hmm. It could be somebody who's um, hacking us, mm-hmm. or it could be you know um, his caregiver who mm-hmm. you know had, had helped herself to using the computer, mm-hmm. which you know they, that that has happened before, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we asked him, "Hey, Dad, could you ask so and so if she used the computer?" She didn't use your computer. Why would she use your computer? I'm like, well, yeah, I know it's not likely, but you know, I'm just, we just, I just need to know because no, she didn't. And it's just this pushback. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. just one example, but there's been other things like that. Hey, Dad, uh, did you sign for a package? No. Okay, so me and Shantae didn't do it. Danya obviously didn't do it. Could you ask so and so if she signed for? No, nah, she no. Why, why would she if she signed for a package? She it would be over there. I like that. I looked over there. It's not over there. Could you just ask? Well, if she did, uh, it's just uh, pushback mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just this. He gets real defensive. Yeah. I'm like, and every time I dad, nobody's accusing anybody right, of anything. anything. We're just asking for information. Right. That's mm-hmm. all we need is information. Because when you call deal with these people. These post office and UPSs mm-hmm, and DHLs, mm-hmm. the right. first thing they do is say, well, did you check with everyone in the house? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing they do. Everyone mm-hmm. over 18, da, 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 mm-hmm. you know. So in order to, you know, have all our ducks in a row, we have to check with everyone in the house first and make yeah. sure, which is only makes sense anyway, before mm-hmm. we go attacking the, the DHL company or mm-hmm. whoever, mm-hmm. the delivery company or the post office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is to make sure that somebody didn't receive it and put it somewhere and forget to tell us whatever. It's right. a human, you know. Could, we're not accusing; we're asking for information. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So I come home. Um, I had uh, I had, lo- I had looked up uh, on my on my on my way home and saw that a package that should have been delivered for me a couple of days ago, which I didn't have. So, of course, knowing the history, I get I'm a little in a tizzy or whatever. So I'm looking for the package. I don't see it anywhere. Ask my wife about it. She's not aware of it. So I start asking my dad, and he gets gives me the typical pushback. Yep. And mm-hmm. see, my thing is, I'm very patient mm-hmm. until I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm very bad at, I don't, I don't, I guess because I, I don't, I'm just patient, 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 explode. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's me. A lot of times mm-hmm. there's not in between stage mm-hmm. you know and then to the casual onlooker 
Zero or whatever it's like oh yeah exactly mm-hmm. oh you, you got anger management problems mm-hmm. and oh he's an asshole or that's disrespectful <laughs> and all these other things motherfucker you weren't there the other mm-hmm. 20 times over the mm-hmm. last six years mm-hmm. that i've been going through this mm-hmm. you know what i mean so that's what you're seeing now and, and it's like i don't really i'm bad at knowing when i've reached my limit because it it just Happens. It just happens, right? I don't, yeah. I don't feel like I didn't feel any different going into it that time than I did the time before, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't have any reason to think that I'm not going to be mm-hmm. as patient as I've, I've been the last 26 times, mm-hmm. you know. But I reached that point, and then yeah. bam, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm I'm yelling at my dad, like, Aww. "Look, you know, like I'm not just do what I ask you, please. Just yeah. call, you know, Jesus Christ. What what's the problem? Why mm-hmm. are you giving me all this pushback? You know, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And he, mm-hmm. you know, like old people do, whatever. He's like, "Oh, he's playing the victim." Oh, I'm sorry, you had a bad day. Don't take it out on me. It has nothing to do with my bad day, old man. It has to do with the other twenty six times that you give me all this pushback. You know, it's not the bad day; it's the bad six years. <laughs> exactly. So there was this big old thing, whatever, kind of whatever, and he finally calls her, whatever. After, and then thank God, my wife had my back, and she was like, you know, because he's all like, "Why are you? I don't understand. I don't get it. Why are you so upset?" I'm like, "Are you kidding me right now?" You know, and it's like I'm trying. And so Shantae jumps in. She goes. Well, you do, you know, you have this habit of every time we need to ask you information about any of your girls, you give us, you know, she explains to him like, and he's like, well, that's just one time. She's like, no, it's not one time. It's all the time. Mm -hmm. You do this all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, and whatever. And so then, you know. He calls her up, and of course, he gives her this this version. <laughs> yeah, right, right. This version where I'm pissed off at her mm-hmm. for doing something with the package, mm-hmm. and I scream at him about it. And from now on, don't receive any packages, or don't, which is not, <laughs> not what, what we said, said or want, because that's not going to make things easier at all, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's not even oh, wow. about what she did the pa- with the package. It's about you refusing to ask her, mm-hmm. you know, and taking me through all these changes mm-hmm. and all the pushback mm-hmm. that you give me anytime I need any kind of information for any one of these girls. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about, you know. And <laughs> this time it happens to be about a package, mm-hmm. but it's not always about a package, whatever. So, you know, that was that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, you know, sometimes so- <laughs> when parents get a little older, too, because I witnessed this with a friend They turn of mine. to hypocrites. Uh, well, mm-hmm. that's I, what they do. Because very- all the stuff that applied to me when I lived in his house, right. somehow, it's, if I had given a key to somebody without asking. <laughs> no, he would have. Yes, yes, exactly. I'll come home and my bag's be on the, on the, mm-hmm. on the, on the front lawn. But there's also this pride <laughs> thing that happens, especially when you're a parent living with your child or something like that, and they're defensive about certain things. I found it with my mother when she was living with me for a while and also a friend of mine he had a um a man from africa taking advantage of him you know those whole mm-hmm. scams about mm-hmm. getting oh, money yeah, yeah, and yeah. his father like almost like Ni- gave away Nigerian his entire or, you know mm-hmm. portfolio savings, to yeah. this man and every time the kids would ask about it worried he'd get very defensive and angry because he didn't want to be wrong he wanted it to be right your dad might want these women to be- to believe they have his best interest and that kind of thing you know Right, but yeah. it's like don't don't sit there and hypothesize about what she logically would do or would not do or what she probably did and <laughs> no, what you, it wasn't like, her. Uh, t- you know, we, <laughs> like man, just you know, just just do what I ask. Just ask the person. Let me hear it from her mouth. 
you know and we can is, avoid all this yeah exactly and it's like i'm not even because i know already i it's like i need to know whether this company is lying like the other company right. you know because i know they're not above that mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's not like i'm going to take their word over hers mm-hmm. i'm definitely mm-hmm. going to take whatever she <laughs> says you know mm-hmm. i know her and and trust her she has a freaking key to my house mm-hmm. so obviously that I didn't a, give her right Wait. That, and I didn't take, didn't take back yeah. right so obviously there's some sort of level of trust there yeah you know so I'm not gonna take you know their word over hers is basically I'm trying to find out what she has to say about it mm-hmm. because the way it looks now they're basically saying that she signed for it because everyone here has said that mm-hmm. they didn't do it yeah. so basically they're saying that she did it now I need to know if she mm-hmm. did it or not as the red household turns, so <laughs> right, family matters. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> did, did she ever answer the question? Well, she did. Mm-hmm. She did. He finally got her call, or whatever, and you know, her his version of the events were quite different. Mm-hmm. So when she came in the next day, mm-hmm. I explained to her, as mm-hmm. I'm explaining to you mm-hmm. all, that it wasn't about her mm-hmm. or anything that she did, or that we was accusing her or mm-hmm. blaming her or anything. If anything. We're ready to go after the company, yeah, the but we just company. need to know, mm-hmm. you know, if we have a right to or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it it basically turned out that everything was a misunderstanding on my part. Mm-hmm. That I was when I checked the package, I checked the wrong package. Mm. I checked when when looking for the package I'm expecting, mm-hmm. which has not Arrived. shown up. Yeah. right. I thought that it was a, a another package that had shown up. Mm. So I got the two mixed up, and mm-hmm. that's what it was all about. Yeah. So that's what actually what happened. So, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy or whatever. So you know, and <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's gonna be here much longer. <laughs> My wife is not happy about that just because she doesn't feel like she she hates adjusting to all these different people women and this mm-hmm. and that whatever and mm-hmm. and you know yes, and, and, and you know your dad shouldn't have like a, a tie or something on this doorknob whenever his caregiver comes over <laughs> some mess <laughs> so yeah so that's what's going on drama 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 yes yes do not disturb my caregivers here mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's the thing she's they spend most of their time in the kitchen. Oh, really? So, yeah. That's where they spend most of their time, in uh, the kitchen. He ain't so, got a caregiver. He got a cook. It, yeah, some, <laughs> some would say. <laughs> some might say. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get into these topics. News and noteworthy. The shiznit. Uh-huh. D'Angelo Russell has leprosy. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was so young. Yeah. He is. He still is young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, God, you know, we'll bathe he's, in been, the... he's been banished to the colony? Yeah. Pretty much. Well, okay, he doesn't actually have leprosy. He oh, may as well man. have leprosy because they're treating him as a leper. Ooh. Yeah, did you guys hear about what he did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I kind of I feel bad for him because... Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's start with what he did. Mm-hmm. So he's having a conversation with his teammate and friend, Nick Young, Nick Swaggy P. Young, mm-hmm. who is engaged to Iggy Azalea, the hip-hop singer. And uh, he records the conversation while he's prompting him for information about 
women that he's had relations with mm-hmm. and women that he's tried to, you know, he brings up uh, uh, Amber Rose and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? We have vid- we have audio. Hmm. So we actually have the and I have the original audio because <coughs> it's been edited and there are some things that was taken out of it that kind of make a difference. So I- I'll tell you what that is when we hear it at the end. Here it goes. The youngest bitch? Right now? Yeah. How old was you? <laughs> How, what you like? Uh, you was 30, she was 19? Hell no. I don't know, bro. Come on. She lied. What about, what about Amber Rose? You ain't never tried? Uh, she's she's girl. I'm glad you told my video all that. Huh? <laughs> exactly. The end. Now, see, that makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. They, that was, I'm glad can, you told my video all that. Right. Oh. And then he laughs. And then Nick goes, huh? And then and then D'Angelo laughs. Now, see that part is conveniently cut off of On almost all everything. the right, Never all the that. all the different shows and all the different things that mm-hmm. that play it back. Whatever mm-hmm. they leave that part off because it makes it more Looked like he was being malicious, he had nefarious. Mm-hmm. Exactly, where you can tell that was not his intent. <laughs> you know what he mm-hmm. says afterwards. Um, Later on, talking about which we have video of that too, or audio of that, where he's you know apologizing and saying that it was a a prank, mm-hmm. right? It was a bad prank, yeah. But it was a prank that 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 they often play on each other, mm-hmm. and that's how he meant it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still curious how, seeing as how he didn't intend for it to to be leaked, and he intended how for it to be leaked. right. How? Yeah, that's yeah. the question. Yeah, I'm wondering mm-hmm. about how that happened and who did. I'm I'm wondering if. But the prank part makes sense because, yeah. uh, from what I understand about the Lakers players, especially Nick Young, he is a prankster, prankster. to yeah. the core, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, that this other young man, D'Angelo, has gotten caught up in some of the pranks. So it was kind of a it was his turn. He was coming mm-hmm. for them, and so it's mm-hmm. been made to look though like he was really trying to hurt him and come for him. It's mm-hmm. even they've been even made comparisons about Kobe and Shaq. When, mm-hmm. Which <clears> right, which I'm glad you mm-hmm. mentioned that too because. Well, I know uh, Weez and I back back way back when whatever we mm. had conversations about this and mm-hmm. other, but uh, I believe Kobe got a bad rap for that because mm. Kobe was talking to the police exactly, yeah. and and he, and he and he's saying to the police in the conversation that's supposed to be confidential mm-hmm. because it's to the police, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and you know he had just been told that he was. Under suspicion for rape, right? Exactly. So I'm, I'm taking sure this, a statement. Yeah, they're taking a statement, and I'm I'm sure in 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 my opinion, it sounded like he was just thinking out loud when he said whatever he said to the police, right? Yeah. But yeah. I don't even know how you connect that. How does Shaq's name even get Shaq's pay, but well, pay, has paid off women in the past to hush money? How does well, that? Well, he you, was he was saying, well, why is she coming after me? Maybe I should have done like Shaq okay. had done. Okay. And uh, right, 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 okay. right. Yeah. And and. Uh, Right, and then somebody in that circle is someone who released that information and made mm-hmm. it public. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant did not uh, make he a public statement, and he did not intend yeah. for that statement to be made public. Exactly, yeah. and you it know? was and it wasn't it wasn't intended to put Shaq on blast. It, right, it, right. It, it really he probably it, it had nothing to do with Shaq. Mm-hmm. Really, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, right. Uh, 
So yeah, so oh but I, I have a theory as to what happened with uh, the angel how, yeah, how it got released. What was your theory? Well, yeah, uh, you know how uh, uh, the FBI has been going at it with Apple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All, all exactly. Yeah. yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah. So you know now Apple went to that Middle Eastern the the Israeli company and they mm-hmm. managed to hack the Apple device. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I think D'Angelo had sent that at that uh, that recording to the uh, Muslim terrorist. And that's what they found on the. Uh, okay, Donald that's, Trump. That's, that's what they found on the uh, on the Apple uh, iPad. Uh, so you know that, that's what that's what sent them over the edge. So the terrorists leaked it. Yeah, yeah the terror. Well, the terror did not intend to leak. It was right. the FBI. Right. So the FBI leaked it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, so it was act of terrorism. It was, yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Domestic terrorism. Well, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Because if, if you think about it, uh, the 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 some terrorists. Say, some people some people say that the the Lakers whole season is. <laughs> Act of domestic terrorism. They're being investigated right now, as we speak. <laughs> yeah, because well, you know the the uh, the Muslims are, are concerned that if if Iggy and 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 uh, and uh, Nick Young. Nick get together, that will prevent the caliphate. Mm, and, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's going. They want to break it up. Yeah, they want they want to stop it before it's too late. <laughs> Did Iggy have any comments by, about it, by the way? Yeah, she said, uh, basically, she just said, she didn't say a lot. She basically said, told uh, D'Angelo, thanks, thanks, like bro. Yeah. She said that on Twitter, like, thanks, bro. I liked your film. Thanks. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And uh, this, this is what D'Angelo uh, said as uh, expressing his, his remorse. I mean, I, I'm getting over it, but if, it, if it, the person that it hurt the most gets over it, then I feel like it's done. But until he really... I don't know. Let's simmer down, and I think it'll still be an, an where, issue. Where do you think stand with you and Nick? You guys got a chance to talk it through, or? Well, I mean, it's kind of at this point where you you, you need your space, and uh, you can't force a um, you can't force peace. If it's not there. You can't force it. You got to let the time time heal it. So. What do you think when you hear, or have you heard these you know, a lot of retired players have have come down pretty hard on you and said that if this had happened in their day there would have been like some sort of locker room enforcement or you know, did you hear that and, and, and how does that make you feel locker room enforcement I don't know like like that's like, something would be physical with you you get beat up something like that I'd get physical back um I mean it's it's a point where you try to solve it the right way and I don't know with words but then at the point where there's a there's a sign of disrespect or um Violence is involved. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta let people feel you, and you gotta let people know that if you, if you disrespect this guy, you know you gotta, you gotta bring it. And win or lose, the respect still gonna be there. So I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily got, say it got to that point or it's there yet, but I mean, if it does, you gotta deal with the consequences. Just deal with it. Has someone shed some light on how big this spotlight really is? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I feel like if you put a lot of people in this city and around the media and around every incident that can blow up just in 30 seconds, you'll see how many people it can break. And um, I don't know, you got to really have thick skin to survive in this this era and in the city. So there you have it. Um, there's uh, There's other video around where he talks more about it being a prank and, you know, different things. Uh and that he didn't mean for you know 
what for it was, to get out there. For it to get out and yeah. you know how it resulted, whatever. So I, I feel I feel kind of bad for the guy. They they do say um Byron Scott, the Laker coach, is on record saying that D'Angelo's kind of immature for his age. Mm-hmm. Uh he said something about him acting being like but have the maturity of a fourteen year old or something to that effect. So I could see how a, a, a immature young guy might think that that would be, <laughs> you know, a good prank, yeah. and uh, and but, just know, went wrong, went left, yeah. way left. Yeah, and, then, and Swaggy P isn't exactly the poster child how for uh, maturity. <laughs> for maturity. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's you know, but that's kind of a no no. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, they'll they'll work through it or they won't. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, you know, Lake has been trying to get rid of Swaggy P for the last uh, couple of years. And still trying. <laughs> still trying. Mm-hmm. And well, they'll definitely take, they're definitely going to stand by D'Angelo before. Oh, yeah. Well, well there well, was an D'Angelo's article that suggested, too, that um, not only are they trying to get rid of Swaggy P, young, mm-hmm. uh, but they're also, anybody who's kind of on that side and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of icing him out, that's... Mm-hmm. You know that they'll move them along too if they need to. Well, yeah, the, well, the like, angels- let that be the reason. Huh? <laughs> right. Hey, hey, where did that voice come from? <laughs> that sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> yes, it's Swaggy C. Yes, <laughs> Swaggy Charlie. She yeah, made Charlie it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, you know, I, I. Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah I, I think well uh, D'Angelo Russell was a number two draft you know number two all overall draft pick and he's considered the future mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he's their know. franchise so. yeah so there's mm-hmm. there yeah if they had to get behind well he's not a fran- he's not the franchise but, mm-hmm. but he the, is the future he's the future yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a difference <laughs> big difference think about the future <laughs> uh, but, I mean uh, as won't far he be as their, isn't he their future franchise isn't that what they're banking on no no okay no. well you know they you know you, you select somebody number two mm-hmm. overall I mean, in the draft. You're, you're keeping him for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're keeping him for yeah. a while. Yeah. And you hope that they turn out to be a but franchise player, right. but he's no one thinks that he's a franchise okay. player. At this time, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't think that. No. <laughs> he's, he's, he's shown, uh, what, what do you call it, uh, glimmers? Oh, Not, brilliant. Uh, glimpses. Uh, glimpses of... of uh, greatness. Greatness. <laughs> Hints. But, yeah. <laughs> But he's not he's not one of those guys who's you know, he's not Magic Johnson. Right. right, right. Nobody's Magic Johnson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but man, that's funny. Uh you mentioned um real quick, uh Weez that I wanted to comment on the the whole Apple thing. I thought that was pretty I thought that was pretty hilarious and real ballsy of the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, not of the FBI, but of uh, Apple. Uh-huh. Of Apple to be like, fuck the FBI. <laughs> no, we're standing on our principles and all that shit. Mm-hmm. We're not going to help you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, get this iPhone open. And then when the FBI gets it open, uh, uh, could you tell us how you did that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Man. I didn't know and that. Yeah, we're going to take you to court if you don't. <laughs> if I had been J. Edgar Hoover, I would have been like, fuck. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Jig Hoover. Uh, but wasn't the point from the beginning? You can do it yourself. So why do I need to be complicit in you breaking into my technology or creating it? You can do it yourself, and they clearly could. It, it took them like a second after a- a- Apple stood up to him, and it was going to mean going to court. But didn't well, Snowden no, already no, tell no. us it, that? It took him like, a, no, a while. It yeah. took him a while. It well, didn't they, take that long. It took him a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. They went. They went to that Israeli. Uh, they had to go outside. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, and that's what they should have uh-huh. to do. Hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, they subcontract this shit out. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Hackers yeah. are everywhere. Well, but, they gave, um, they they gave Apple a chance. 
Well, hey, they gave Apple a chance to get to the core of the matter. <laughs> wow. There's no pun. Too corny. Please. For Damon the Weasel. Don't mock me. I can't help it. All right. So. These next two stories kind of tie in together. Mm-hmm. We have the Swedes who want chocolate tans, mm-hmm. and then we have Jamaicans who want bleached white skin. Mm. Mm. Wow. What's oh. really going on? Oh. <laughs> like, every, people, you guys just need to be, you know, happy with the skin you're in. Yeah. And I think you it's know? your fault. It's my fault? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, light skin matters. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, They're uh, trying to be team light skin? It, yeah, yeah. Can't, it can't be artificial team yeah. light skin. It's got to be all natural. <laughs> got all, mm-hmm. all them Jamaicans. Like are, it has to be uh, all natural <laughs> boobs? Yeah, right. Uh, all them Jamaicans. It does. All them Jamaicans listening to the shiznit. <laughs> light skin matters, man. Well, who, who, who takes the blame for the Swedes? Mm-hmm. They, well, you know, they, aren't they, 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 the Swedes, are they known for their chocolate? Yeah. Or, is that, or is that the Swiss? That's the Swiss. Swiss. Oh, okay. Swiss Miss. Uh-huh. I think the Swedes are known for their meatballs. No, the oh. Swedes are known <laughs> <laughs> for their pale skin, their blonde hair, and, and their really Ikea. Light there you go. Yeah, and they're really That's tall. pretty much it. <laughs> Particle board furniture. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And meatballs. Yes. That's what the Swedes are known Tasteless, for. Tasteless, non-seasoned <laughs> meatballs, <laughs> let me add. Gertie, gertie, birdie, birdie, birdie. <laughs> But, so, um, well, look, I mean, people want what they can't have. That's human nature. But, I mean, <clears throat> I think we have to look at these totally differently, right? Like, for Swedes or any white person to try to take on, you know, black skin or black characteristics, it's more like a fashion statement mm-hmm. or something, you know, where they feel that they're expressing something that's mm-hmm. subversive or whatever have mm-hmm. you. But when black people, and this is not just in Jamaica, it's like it's a, it's a huge thing in Africa and a lot of these chemicals are coming from overseas, Everywhere. they're coming from China, mm-hmm. they're, they're damaging people's skin, they're damaging people's health, people Internal are dying, organs. yeah, people are g- getting poisoned. Mm-hmm. And this is, people are doing this in an effort to get some light skin privilege. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, the stakes are different for a black person trying to bleach their skin. Mm-hmm. It's to try to rise up in the racial hierarchy whereas a white person trying to darken their skin it's more of a novelty well let's let's hear it straight from the jamaican's mouth (laughs) when we black people bleach our skin we actually get whiter than the real white people because i've seen one of my friends oh damn she bleached her skin she's about your complexion naturally so when she bleached it get very white and it's pretty it's whiter than the white people when the white people stand beside her they look pink and she look like white like that car you have to put on your 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 plastic plastic wrap. You know you gotta put on your long sleeve. You know, Fuck wake no. up in the morning, you just start work on your bleachings again. You know what I'm saying? When you apply, you don't rub it out because it's Well, actually, no in Jamaica, why people like younger set of people want to have like lighter complexion is for the girls, tell the truth. Everybody want bleach or white girls. And so the girls love it. The girls them love it, but... That's the that's thing about bleaching in Jamaica. The female, when them see it, them go crazy. They be like, yo, you're pretty, you're white, you're, you're just white, I'm pretty. So I just, that's the main thing about bleaching in Jamaica. That's where most gangsters bleach, because you don't know anything about female, them love, we're interested in oh, that. You understand? Okay. So you think that they're trying to be white? 
as much as trying that they really could ever do. Mm. Their identification feeling it. can't last. They're <laughs> mm-hmm. only making an idiot of themselves. Because no matter how them bleach out straight up, them identification still there, still a black man or a black woman. What do you think about these black people trying to turn white? They trying to look like you. <laughs> well, dear girl, I don't know how to answer that question. All right, me always tell the truth. So me tell you straight up. Me don't understand why them do, you know, because look at my woman. Me love him. Me love him complexion, you know. And since me are born, me not really see complexion, you know. So me don't know why people mesh up in pretty skin and try to get white. Because to me, everybody should continue natural like him born. You understand? Would you recommend? For others to bleach, yeah. even after what you went through. Black and ugly, some girl black and ugly, you know. You know what I'm saying? So you see, when them put on bleaching, them kind of look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, cause you have some girl out the road, them too ugly, and complexion black like a tar. Okay. You used to be so. the only place you get that stuff was at Neverland Ranch. So. Shut up, <laughs> man. <laughs> okay, I, can I? Yeah, man? real quick though, I just want to say this video okay, will man. be up on the Shizness Show uh, Facebook page where you guys can view it because I recommend that you definitely check it out. Go ahead, uh, Kendra. <sighs> it pains me to watch all that. First of all, really quick, because just for anybody who didn't know, when we were uh, referencing, referencing the Swedish company, it's a Swedish tan company mm-hmm. by a woman named Emma Patissier, and her company is called Emma Tan, and it's a salon, and they've basically bottled black now and have different <laughs> colors of uh, black skin complexion from caramel to, I really have a problem with the ash one, the yeah. name of that as it is. I mean, just, you know, and so you have all these white women with that. Okay, enough of that. Let me talk about really quickly <laughs> the bleaching, because I actually, applied for a fellowship on this and of course I didn't get the fellowship for, <laughs> um, because maybe some people really don't want to talk about the issue and the fact that this is a brainwashing by Western media mm-hmm. and this goes deep. This is much deeper than Jamaica. It's happening mm-hmm. in all places in Africa, Ghana, yeah. Nigeria. Nigeria, I think it's uh, 70 or 80 percent of the women all, there bleach their yeah. skin and it started with a model named Denisha. Look her up. Mm-hmm. She was black as black, black as these headphones here and now she looks like a pale Casper the Ghost. Mm-hmm. And she bottled and, and she became popular. She's a singer there. And her popularity grew as her skin got lighter. So she bottled this bleaching cream and it sold out within 24 hours mm-hmm. in that African country. This is happening in the Philippines. Yeah. This is happening in Asia. This is happening in India. Singapore, India. It is epidemic proportions. I really want to do a documentary on this. This is why I've already, um, that's why I'm so passionate about it. But it really is the brainwashing of Western media saying that white and lighter skin has, it has more beauty. And the problem is that hydroquinone is so toxic to the body and it's only supposed to be used at very low percentages and the the ones that are not being approved in western countries like America and Europe are being sent to Africa where there are no regulations most of this stuff is coming from China exactly and the hydroquinone levels are so high that it's causing these women um, uh, organ failure organ failure with the livers also a leathery skin 
um, that almost feels like a lizard and all of these different kinds of um, um, ailments. And I talked to a doctor in Washington, D.C., and this is my last thing, um, Cultura Medical Spa. And he's a Harvard-educated uh, doctor, and they came up with the first uh, laser treatment for black skin. He said over the years, most of his patients were from overseas, from foreign countries here in America mm-hmm. that he'd see with all of these problems. Mm-hmm. Now he's seeing a larger percentage of American women as stars that are being accused of doing it, like uh, Rihanna and Beyonce. That's become kind of the norm, Sammy Sosa and all of that. So he's seeing it here, too. Just wanted to say. I just want to say, sad. Kenda, with all that passion <laughs> that you just, you know, that just came pouring out of you. <laughs> Someone might have thought you were talking about something like really serious, like the Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, had I closed my eyes, I would, have, I would have thought it was like me talking about the yes. Game of Thrones. Well, that's something the, really important. Well, that's where I thought she was going. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was She's shocked. Like, uh, when she and just, these white walkers, right? Yeah. Back up off of us because this oppressive white beauty standard of the white walkers. Well, well I, I believe that's how the zombie apocalypse yes. started. Yes. And it was with the uh, the uh, the bleach. The, What's it called? Yeah, yeah. Hydroquinone. Yeah, hydroquinone. Yes. And one last thing, though. Really, I learned, and here's where I want to go. There's some there's some small villages in Ghana where they can't afford it, and they're actually making it kind of like the butt implants, um, 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 grade, um, commercial grade uh, bleach using real bleach using like the lie different yes stuff. lie yeah. and all of that stuff, and they're actually killing themselves. It's very dangerous it's and it's scary. What's happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But imagine your mentality to to feel to do that. driven. I mean, that's yeah. a painful thought. I mean, and this mm-hmm. is why, like, you know, we're back the, the '60s. You know, black is beautiful. Yeah, like that was such a profound and revolutionary statement. Just yes. the fact that we had to assert our own beauty. Absolutely. You know, and now still today, Black Lives Matter. It's like we are still having to just. State justify and re- our blackness right. our, everywhere. Just to just we're just having to assert the value of our very existence. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. This definitely has the markings of imperialism. Yeah. You know, still Sad. still affected. Yeah. Like, you, like Lit- you said. the literal markings. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. everywhere. It's pervasive. Even, yeah. even really yeah, is. like you mentioned the Philippines. My my uh, ex boss, who kind of a mentor and, and a good friend. He used to tell me stories about how how it's uh, so prevalent in the Philippines, mm-hmm. yeah, and how he witnessed. Our okay, yes. <laughs> Reading the lines. No, I was asking. Is that yeah? Okay. I, mean, I was not saying his name because right. nobody knows who he is, and because we're on a podcast. Right. But okay, <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure we're out. talking about the Please. same person. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but okay. <laughs> You'll just believe it. So anyway, um yeah, um he he was saying how he witnessed being treated with preference because he was considered the light skin mm-hmm. version of the Filipinos versus, you know, some oh, of yeah. the the darker skin ones and uh how it's just how that's how it was over there, yeah, you know. Still is. Even even amongst siblings, you yeah. know, the lighter ones are more favored even by the parents. For sure. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it's deep. It's, it's it deep. deep. Yeah. It's deep, and you hear the the effects of that on the on the on the guy speaking, talking about how you know ugly the black skin is and the black. It reminds me of my my ex wife's mother. Um, I didn't call her my ex mother in law because she was she had passed mm-hmm. by the time I married my my ex wife. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, I, I'm, I'm, I feel, I feel kind of fortunate that I never had to interact with her because she was very damaged like that. Mm-hmm. And my ex wife was was dark skin and paper bag mentality, and she was damaged as a result of you know her mother mm-hmm. putting those mm-hmm. those put it like this. My ex wife, she had anxiety issues, uh, social anxiety issues, mm-hmm. and even with uh, was very uncomfortable in in public and 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 or going to social gatherings even with family even my family though she loved my family my family loved her there was never any kind of beef between them at all ever Mm -hmm. but she was so um self-conscious and anxious whatever yeah she she said she just felt so ugly around my family you know And, and and then at that time all me and both my siblings, my uh, my my older brother and older sister, we were all married to dark skinned people, and we're all light skinned. And she said when she's like, "What was?" And I I never even that never even entered my mind. Mm-hmm. I never really right. I never really thought about right. that. They were like, just the people that you felt right. 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 We were just all married, yeah. and that's who we were married to. We were right. just married to these mm-hmm. people. Right. And I never really thought about. I mean, obviously, I knew that they were dark right, skin, right, you, you know, yeah. but I but never you thought didn't, that. You didn't take it into con- right. Yeah. I just it hmm. wasn't like oh, the dark skin conspiracy, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and she, and, she, I, and I would, I would whisper that into his ear all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he won't listen to me. <laughs> and she one day was so at, uh, kind of exploded at the thought of going to uh, some holiday dinner, or whatever. And she just was saying how she didn't want to go over. She feels so ugly. And and why why are all you guys married to dark skinned people? What the hell is wrong with you guys? Didn't your mother raise you guys better so than that? Sad. Oh, that's so sad. Wow. That was really yeah. It, that it broke me. my heart. That, is hard. that reminds me of that scientist who came out with that study a few years ago. Remember that saying that dark skinned women were the most unattractive on earth? Yeah. F you, you yeah. asshole. Yeah, that's true. you know what I mean. I'm so sick of that. Like, yeah. And so, well, I mean, I grew up. Definitely thinking that I was unattractive. Hmm. You know, I never, I was definitely a late bloomer. I never started dating until, you know, pretty much my 20s. But did you think you were unattractive because you had dark skin? Well, but Charlie Bell doesn't have dark skin. She has brown skin. Well, I have darker yeah, I mean, skin than, well, for one, I, will, I grew up in a white environment. So mm-hmm. I was so, right. the dark, I mean, I was Me the too. black person. Me too. So that was part of it. But within my family, I am of one of the darker shades. Mm-hmm. And my dad was definitely um, that color struck. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. even though, it's funny too, because even though he was part of like the black power movement, he still had those like old school, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. mentality. You can't, you know, really necessarily brown totally decondition yourself mm-hmm. from how you've been conditioned he you know most of the women that he dated including my mom were fair skin more you know more fair skin mm-hmm. and he he liked that you know the mm-hmm. old school like standard of beauty and mm-hmm. he always would compare me to my stepsisters and mm-hmm. my lighter mm-hmm. sisters and that i was you know the ugly one and it wasn't it was my it wasn't just necessarily my skin tone but you know my hair was nappier mm-hmm. my nose was more black you know i had the blackest lighter, nose thicker, yeah so it was my features as a whole. I definitely um, grew up internalizing that I wasn't attractive, mm. for sure. You know? I, I was I was fortunate um, in my family, uh, uh, but my mother, uh, my mother's dark skinned, and her her full sister uh, is light skinned, and so as you know, my mother growing up, they, they, there were certain places they would go, 
and her sister would receive favorable treatment. Of course. Um, you know, these were other, these were black families, these were uh, Caribbean families, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, she, for uh, one of the reasons, and, and, you know, my father happens to be light skinned, but uh, one of the reasons they uh, ended up that she fell in love with him was he was so, he, he said, she said he made her feel beautiful. Aww. Which you know, it, you know, he 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 made up for that during the marriage, but <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but you know, it, it, when he was courting her, he you know he uh, you know that was not and his his family you know they they're all they're all light skinned and and but it's never been you know fortunately I never had to go through that you know with the family, yeah. but what I had to go through was uh, when I was in school, people made fun of my lips, mm-hmm. and I was so self conscious about mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. The size of my lips, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, I wasn't the only one. But yeah. you know, when you're in, when you're that young, that's yeah. you know, you, you just think about what people are saying about you, For right? Sure. Yeah, and um, it's a it it's a I, I I remember my my way of dealing with it was uh, I would I would get mad at uh, I would get mad at dudes you know uh, uh, who like you know dated white girls. I would <laughs> <laughs> I would like pick fights with them, and you know. Uh, you know, do that. Uh, you know, and and, and 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 you know, get into that sort of thing with them. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, basically, you know, we we just we just have to understand that we're all human beings. And you know, it, it's uh, I, I saw this documentary about a woman in Brazil, a black woman. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. a dark so, a dark black yep, woman. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Uh, uh, she was one of the dancers. I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. remember. She's, samba. She's, yeah. samba dancer. She won like some contest. She's yeah. supposed to be the queen or the something of the carnival. Yeah. Right. And the they wouldn't give it to her. Oh, they went. They gave it to her and they took it away. The viewers yeah. revolted. People called in and threatened yeah. to boycott mm-hmm. and end Call this her a and that. Absolutely. And so then they took it away from her and gave it to a fairer complected woman. And the saddest thing I saw in that documentary, there was a picture, a painting. And it showed a an old yeah oh my god and she got a white boy mm-hmm. and, <laughs> uh, and and it showed a a, a, a picture uh, a, a, there was an old woman an old black woman who was so happy because her daughter was marrying a white man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, and so then, they'd have yeah. lighter skin yeah because yeah. like it, my ex she was said oh my mother would have loved you so much she was just yeah. like you she would have you know all that and i'm yeah. like i'm glad she's not around <laughs> right. but it's not just it's not just for light skin it's for social mobility it's because it's it's the privilege that comes along with the lighter skin you know and because somebody it, forgot I, to tell me <laughs> I think. I think. Well, no. I mean, it's not as bad in our country, and especially in LA, as it. I mean, in in Brazil, it's very pronounced. The skin yeah. privilege is very, Haiti. very pronounced. I, I guess I was. I was yeah. still shocked to see. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Cash in on some of this privilege. I'm missing out on shit. They get you uh, so, uh, elementary Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was something for me that I thought that we were going to grow out of because it was so prevalent when I was young and. I I was fortunate enough mm. to come from a mother who's black power mm-hmm. and black is beautiful and had the book with all the different complexions for me when I was young and the dark chocolate and the coffee and the caramel. Mm-hmm. And there's so many beautiful complexions and rainbows of our skin. Mm-hmm. And so I really embraced that. But mm-hmm. I did growing up in an all white community, being one of the only w- uh, black ones, the whole blacky thing and you have big mm-hmm. lips and your dark mm-hmm. skin. But I still embraced it and thought mm-hmm. I was beautiful because of mm-hmm. what I grew up with. But mm-hmm. your parents can't protect you from See, it. You guys should have grown still up. Happens. You, guys, you and Charlie 
Bush are grown up but where no. I grew up. Well, hold on, though. <laughs> no. I'm about to make that all of my best friends were fair-complected girls who were mm-hmm. half who were, who were biracial right mm-hmm. and they grew up in i grew up in the white community being a black girl they grew up in black communities being fair complected and were called white girl right and that's one of what my I was best friends say. would that's go what, to school with dark me. makeup on and she wanted short <laughs> she wanted a short uh small little ponytail like the other girls had because she had all this long hair and she was so it, I, I saw both ends of it yeah i never what, saw that because yeah. when i went to when I did go to black schools, like what I saw was the the fair the fair skinned girls. Guys were chasing after them. Trophies, they were always yeah. trophies. They were mm-hmm. Miss Popularity. Yeah. So, and she was, but that's why the black girls in the black communities hated her. Yeah, right? because she got the attention. White girl, you think you're so this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So both ends of it. Yeah. Well, so it was it basically it's like being punished. For, it's, it's like yeah, it's like rich people. It's like rich people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mm-hmm. people don't like rich people, mm-hmm. but <laughs> they don't like them because they want to be there. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think in the black community, it's like people most black people want Some. to be light skinned or, or what well, okay uh, a lot yeah. oh, a fair yeah, a fair sad. amount right, right <laughs> a right. fair amount i went I, and I, yeah i think and, i went the whole different direction i only like dark dark <laughs> the blackest dark chocolate black men it was almost a revolt <laughs> it wasn't because i didn't think other men were attractive it was because i'm going to have the darkest babies possible because that's beautiful to me as right. well right. and don't discount my beauty you right. know what so, i mean so, but, yeah it was yeah. overcompensation mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely i had a i had a professor and uh she uh, her her grandmother was a victim of rape mm-hmm. um, from a from a white man, mm-hmm. and so her revolt was like yours. It was uh, to go after the darkest mm-hmm. black man she can find because yeah. she wanted to get that you know rapist uh, yeah, get that rapist jizz uh, out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, watch that mm-hmm. rapist right out of her hair. Yeah, and um, and I, I remember a friend of uh, a friend of uh, a friend of mine. Uh, who had had long straight hair? It's it's like there was a ten year period. You know, I, I think I grew up during the, I, I was a child from my, you know, mm-hmm. during the Black is Beautiful movement. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend, uh, a female friend who had long, uh, long uh, hair. Mm-hmm. She looked Hawaiian, mm-hmm. and she would go come home crying because she wanted mm-hmm. an ass. She wanted an ass. <laughs> yep. That's, yeah. And, it, mm-hmm. and it's funny. I mean, and it, there's always something. I mean, mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in China, mm-hmm. you know, you got to have small feet, or right. or no, they want the they want to get they want to have the eyelid uh, surgery, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that their and, eyes are more Western, more yeah. Americanized, yeah, more yeah, European. Yeah. yeah. And some mm-hmm. of it is, you know, there's always going to be something, no matter there's, there's you know, because we're human beings. But you know, with with black people, it goes back to slavery. It yeah, goes back to being does. dominated, no, you know, sure by a certain group, and then suddenly looking, you know, identifying. And the house Negro got oh, yeah, to be in well, the house, well, with yeah, the fair and, skin, and, and yeah, and the the yeah. Son, the the half children, the mm-hmm, bastard children mm-hmm. of the of, of the, the slave guy, master. Like you were saying yeah. earlier about privilege. That's yeah. you know that you know that's where that the, those sure. origins, and I think it transported to from privilege to oh they, they're beautiful, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Right. And, well, uh, beauty is a form of privilege. I mean, yeah, beauty is. You get a lot of access through mm. beauty, especially yeah. for women who are, you know, we're just now getting to a place mm. where a woman's looks isn't the only thing yeah. she is valued for, but, you know. But even children, I mean, uh, attractive people get better attention in school. For sure, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, but the uh, thing we have to change is that dark is attractive, too, and mm-hmm. that's where that's mm-hmm. where the disconnect mm-hmm. happens, you mm-hmm. know. Beauty gets mm-hmm. privilege, and light skin is beauty, or white skin right. is beauty. And So I guess, you know, I guess we'll just have to play James Brown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Say it loud. I loved hey. it. I loved it. 
love the I love the full circle that we see the Black is Beautiful movement movement coming back. The women embracing their Natu- thick yeah. natural hair and their locks, yeah. and that little that little chocolate girl. Um, and I can't remember her name who designed the dress for Tara, oh, Tyra Banks so and herself. The Afri- and you know I've yeah. been a part of the African dance community, so you yeah. know big ups to them because they've been embracing it for a good 20, 25 yeah. years, like really going hard on it. But yeah. I love to see that coming around full circle. And yes, big black ups people. to uh, Light Skin Matters because we actually, yes, we actually deal with that. We we actually talk about a lot of this from our perspective mm-hmm. on that show and how mm-hmm. you know you know it, it's it's not it, the it's not all it's cracked up to be you know uh, nothing the, is the, the, the light skin that everybody you know thinks oh you got a this you got a that mm-hmm. and how we talk about how a lot of times we are like caught between two worlds Absolutely. you know not 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 dark enough to be black mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. white enough to be white and and people want you to, so to choose one race i'm black or i'm you know what i and mean then and then and they a lot of times the the common consensus is that we have access to both yeah. but the reality is like my uh my buddy uh Bianca's pointed out uh the reality is sometimes we have uh, we're denied access to both mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so you know it's it's we all got we all got our issues we all got our fights we all got our things to get over and our tribulations and whatnot but uh, we all we all black people we need to love each other and ourselves mm-hmm. that's the bottom line and all of our skin speaking all of, the of speaking about black people and whatnot uh, come to find out that um, my favorite white girl Ronda Rousey <laughs> is uh, part black. Yes. Mm. And uh, check out this report here from uh, TMZ. Ronda Rousey was out in LA yesterday uh, at a Reebok event with her mom and her sister. We were just asking her a fun question about movies when her mom dropped a bombshell that was very interesting. Take a look. Ronda, what was the last movie you saw? Uh, you know what, man? Like, I, I have so much respect for you and what you're doing and your hustle, okay. but I, I don't get that much time with my family. I just want to give oh, my, my undivided attention to you. I'll give that's a movie right. before his time. Okay. It's my grandfather, Ronda's great-grandfather, issued uh, Black History Month every year in Canada because he was one of the first black physicians in North America. Shut Check up. Before his time. Great movie. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, it turns wow. out her great-grandfather <laughs> is Dr. Alfred Waddell. He was one of the first doctors uh, and a huge pioneer in the Canadian civil rights movement. This, this yeah. guy Smooth, legit. Yeah, listen, this is something that was unbeknownst to us when I say us. I mean, you know. We just gonna take this and run with it, man. We love Ronda Rousey. Yeah, well, how is the rest of the black community reacting to this? Well, we got Cedric the Entertainer, and he says he loves it. Yeah, Cedric speaks for us. Reaction when he talks about Ronda Rousey. Speaks for me. Because all the black dudes, we all love Ronda Rousey right away. You know, she can box, and I know she'll make a comeback. But if she don't want to ever box, uh, do the fighting in the ring no more, you can always now put her on Love of Hip Hop. She'll qualify as uh, some cast member and will beat everybody else. She sure Even the guards, man, think about all the guys that be waiting for you to throw the glass, and they be like, I'm coming in to stop you. <laughs> she'll whoop their ass. <laughs> sure, you ever seen Love and Hip Hop? Yeah, it's a, it's a violent show. Well, it's a violent show, but it's not going to be violent anymore because everybody's going to be submitted. So we also asked Now that we find out that Ronda Rousey's black How far do the black passes go? Is she allowed to use the word? What word? You you know the word I'm talking about They always gotta go there Let's see what Cedric has to say Right, like that's the best thing about being black Mm -hmm. Say it can she say it? Can she say it? I don't think she can still say it. <laughs> she looked too white. <laughs> to be able to go, 
please. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with him. Maybe if she had shirts made or something like that, like, hey, I'm black, wow, she's just in the midst of it. But other than that, it's going to be a she little tight. She can't be score. halfway black. It's either black or not. How, you don't it, get to make the rules no, here, wait. Right. That's, uh, that's the best part. Like, you don't get to make the rules. Shut the fuck up. I think we get to make the rules here. I think she's in the tribe, but not that in the tribe. Yeah, so congratulations, black people. I think this is a big win for the black community. Oh, huge, huge win. We got some other celebrities that we have our sights on. We got to do some genealogy here pretty soon. He was one of the first black physicians in so they, they bring up an interesting top, topic or, or point, which I'm curious to know how you guys feel about this. P- people like Ronda Rousey, uh, like Carol Channing comes to mind. Mm-hmm. What do you, how do you guys feel about those people? Like, do you can, now that you know that Ronda Rousey has a, a black grandfather, do you think of her as black or do you think of her still the same way or, or what? And same with like Carol Channing. Uh, I guess people like that is what I mean. Is someone who has some black, uh, right. not not too far into their uh, lineage, mm-hmm. not you know, not too far in the past, mm-hmm. but they were pretty much raised as a white person. Right. Well, look, I mean, I think we've talked about race is you know a social construct, and mm-hmm. so there's 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 what you identify as socially, culturally, you know, and then there's your genetics. Clearly, genetically, according, you know, the way that race is constructed in our country, it's the one drop rule. So she, if slavery came back, you know, if Donald Trump (laughs) gets elected, if Donald Trump gets elected, (laughs) she's going to be on the boat with her. She's going to wish that movie had never came out. Mm -hmm. But, um, (laughs) but I mean, no, I think it depends on how the person relates to race. And if, if, I mean, if that's a compelling part of her, you know, biography and she wants to learn about her black heritage and embrace it and identify with black people and black people's struggles, then come on in. You're you're you know, you can be part of the crew. But I mean if she doesn't if it doesn't change her identity the way she identifies, um, you know, or the way she behaves or carries herself, then she's just a white girl. To me. I don't know. Weezy, what do you think? Uh, she is who she is. Um, you know, the the fact that her great grandfather was black, <clears throat> you know, doesn't change uh, anything about her. I mean, I you know, the way I look at it, as far as uh, being black, um, you know, none of us sitting at this table are. I mean, we we might be more white than she is black <laughs> if we're gonna go truth. into That's we're gonna go truth. into our ancestry. That's the truth. Uh, Not me. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're you're mixed, <laughs> or maybe you're not. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't, um, you know, she is who she is, and you know, if, if you know, I I don't think of her as black, but you know, she has a black ancestor. That's uh, Yakinda. How do you, what say ye? I say the same thing. If we were to <clears throat> dial it back, of course, she'd be in the family. But she's probably not trying to claim us right now anyway. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Hey, but you know her body? Her body already told the story. That's a black girl's body right there. I don't know what y'all saying. I wasn't surprised. All that booty and them ham hocks. That's the sister girl right there. Something was in her background. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. In her background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you... You see a lot of you see a lot of women in the, with their background. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, yeah, a- yeah. I don't think of her as any any different. Yeah. Uh, same with Carol Channing. I mean, you know, she. Yeah, and basically, it's because I don't feel that they feel 
like right, they're right. you know any different. Like you know they they, they yeah I don't right. I don't think they identify. So was it was it, was it Carol Channing's father or what? grandfather? It's it's it was her grandfather who was black, her mm-hmm. father who was biracial. Okay. And and you know what Weezy said is correct. There's some people um, who've taken the um, DNA test, you know, through the the black, you know, tracing your roots. And there's actually some black people who found out that they actually have European ancestry and not African, and freaked out about it too. So yeah, <laughs> right, right. So he's right about that. So yeah, I mean, I, I that's that's pretty much how I see it is how. How they, you know, how they see it. If they don't identify, then they don't. If they do, mm-hmm. they don't. Or whatever. So, all right. But I think that with Carol Channing, um, not to beat a dead horse, but I think one of the things I'll, I'll keep it, I'll keep it brief. <laughs> but I think that one of the things was she felt that she had been lied to, and like that mm-hmm. she didn't have, you know, that her parent didn't story. give her the opportunity to really no. like develop her identity. Mm-hmm. So I think that's. Yeah, she grew up at a different time. Yeah, yeah for sure. She grew up at a different time when it was probably to her advantage to keep. Keep mm-hmm. it uh, quiet. Well, that's what the mom thought, at least. <laughs> right, and that's 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 some bullshit, though. She mm-hmm. should just whatever. Because I'm not I'm not having that. Because she found out uh, in her early adulthood, mm-hmm. and she didn't come out with that shit until mm-hmm. she was damn near on her deathbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's some bullshit. If you if you felt that way about it, then why the fuck you didn't come out with it when you were young, before your career took off and all that? So I'm not I'm not buying it. I'm not here for that. Mm. Well, it's not to say she would have embraced so. it. She maybe just wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. So the order of Yanni—that sounds like a cult, doesn't it? Yoni, Yoni. Okay, Yoni. My bad. No, it doesn't it sound like, like a cult, cult anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the order of Yoni. Mm-hmm. Published a Polish company wants funding for its attempt to brew beer with bacteria from a Czech model's vagina. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds like an April Fool's joke, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It is not April Fool's any longer, and this is a real story. And I, uh, I went to the, the – it's not Kickstarter. It's Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. I went to the Indiegogo. I saw it, and I've been – it's it, it's a trip. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, they want mm-hmm. to make some swaggy pea beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the, yeah, well, now we go to my definition <laughs> of swaggy pea for that one. <laughs> <laughs> So here, here's, a market, here's their little marketing video that they have up on their website and YouTube. Woman of your dreams, your object of desire, her charm, her sensuality, her passion. Try her taste, feel her smell, hear her voice. Now free your fantasies and imagine that with a magic wand you can close it in one bottle of beer. The golden drink brewed with her lure and grace and flavoured with instincts. Which source we have identified? We have discovered a process of transmission of her essence, of her femininity. Her instincts by isolation of lactic acid bacteria from her vagina. Our laboratory isolates and multiplies the bacteria in a safe way. Additionally, we examine the final bacteria in terms of its purity and safety. We use the bacteria in the production of sour ales, lambics, Flanders ales, and sour stouts. By using Yoni bacteria in the process, the beers contain femininity and women's instincts. 
we have selected beautiful Czech model Alexandra Brendlova to be our source of the yoni. That is a kind of female whose pheromones will stay with you after the meeting. Y'all heard him say yoni, right? Week long. Yeah. Thank it's you. Total insanity <laughs> and excitement, reminding you of the best time of your youth. This insanity will overwhelm your mind with the first taste of our beer. We have devoted much time in seeking such a woman. And finally, we have found a woman possesses all the desired instincts which we wanted to frame in our bottle. We have bottled the beer in a golden black bottle which serves as an ark of her instincts. It presents her name with the date of the collection of her vaginal swab. Also, it has our logo, the Yoni, which is based on an original sculpture in a Vietnamese temple. Yoni means vagina in Sanskrit. The success of the enterprise depends on you. We have prepared many perks, including vouchers for the beers and gadgets. For the most generous, we can prepare a home-brewed beer based on their girlfriend's yoni bacteria. Our financial goal is one hundred fifty thousand. Wow! Not your euros. wife, though. Just your girlfriend. <laughs> enable us to brew six batches of approximately sixteen thousand six hundred beers. The surplus will help us in the creation of future products, including the beers we have described in our Indiegogo offer. We encourage leading beer distributors and importers to cooperate with us. Also, we encourage the best beer stores around the world to take part in our crowdfunding action. But the porn so, music in the background, though, right. is really what sets you know it what off. I'm Bounce the whole story. <laughs> so a couple of key facts here. Uh, as he mentioned in the video, Polish from the order of Yanni takes its name from Sanskrit word for vagina. And shout out to my cousin Minyan, who's named after my, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, uh, whose nickname my mother, my mother used to call her Yanni. That was her nickname. So I can't wait to tell her <laughs> what her name means. <laughs> In Sanskrit. <laughs> In Sanskrit, exactly. Uh, okay. Claims it will produce beer using bacteria taken from a model's vagina. Brewery is asking for 150,000 pounds found uh, to uh, to fund the project, but provides few details. Online post online 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 post uh, does not explain process or breakdown of costs involved. So that is that. I, I think they would have an easier time selling it if I understand that the, the yeast and all that stuff is why it's beer and mm-hmm. yeast. but if for some reason they could make wine out of vagina juice, mm-hmm. then I think they would have a much easier time selling that concept at, le- at least for me. Cause, why would wine be better than beer? Well, for for one, because I feel like wine is more like and, and like how they're. The, the, their marketing, the, the, the campaign that they, mm-hmm. the, the, pro, the approach that they took, I think wine would fit in and be, is like, to me, wine is classier than beer. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't like beer. I don't like, I don't, I don't like dudes who, I mean, the, just the, the things, the imagery that comes up when you say beer to me are all kind of, kind of negative. Like, generally, I think of like frat boys and, you know, and, and fart jokes and, 
and 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 and, and jocks and smelly mm-hmm. locker rooms. That's that's the images that come up when I hear beer mm-hmm. and beer breath. You and know. this ain't got nothing to do with jocks. <laughs> <laughs> so wine, I associate wine more with 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 women mm-hmm. and femininity than than beer. And mm-hmm. I just feel like there would be an easier connection, an easier sale, and mm-hmm. also associate wine with with class mm-hmm. more than. Beer being more of a uh, more lowbrow. Well, that's just or in our country. I mean, or what? What was that? Wine being associated with sexiness and yeah, but yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But that's just our country. I mean, these people are European, clearly, and yeah. so European. They take yeah. beers very seriously. <laughs> but um, but um, no, but she said clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I grew. I grew up. Uh, I mean, I grew up. I worked at a microbrewery before that was. Um, uh, uh, started by a German brewer. He mm-hmm. brought over, you know, traditional German uh, recipes. And so mm-hmm. that's where I learned to appreciate beer. Beer mm-hmm. has a, a, a history that's just as rich as wine and mm-hmm. a, a, a tradition and a culture. And, you know, Czechs are known for their beer. They're not, mm-hmm. wine isn't a Czech thing. Mm-hmm. Beer is, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I understand why they would pick mm-hmm. beer. I just I don't, I don't really understand, understand what they're they trying to vagina. Say. I mean, bacteria. I kind of understand that in a sense, as far as just the marketing. I mean, I get it. It's, well, it's, dudes it's, have said forever that you know, oh, she's so fine, I drink her bath water. Mm-hmm. Now he's like, you right. so fine, I drink your beer, your vagina mm-hmm. beer. Right. Like, <laughs> right. And that's funny. I think that's funny. But, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> but, but I mean, you go right to the source straw. anyway. So I mean, right, right, and that's fine. But the what, the part of the marketing that I'm confused about is a he's trying to. To say that like that our our feminine instincts come from our vagina juice like mm-hmm. so first of all that's weird and then yeah. also if you're a macho dude that wants to get to drink a woman's essence mm-hmm. wait, wait what you're trying to become more fit like well you want you're trying to imbibe feminine instincts that mm-hmm. was that, that's true that's that was true. weird there, there's me. some like, problems in the marketing strategy yeah they need there. to tighten yeah. up their marketing yeah. but so i mean I, I agree but the hundred and fifty thousand pounds i mean from what i recall working at a microbrewery that's just about the amount it would take to purchase the equipment so it doesn't seem like anything and by the way they've only raised 12 dollars like 12 pounds and 87 cents i i i i think last that, time i checked I was, yeah that's what they said in the article i read I, today 12, i think no i went to the indiegogo it was it's more than now? that it's in it's the thousands okay. it's in the low thousands okay. but it's, in the, it's like sixty nine thousand pounds or something okay. like that okay move I, th- now. I think if they use a russian model they'll make vodka <laughs> with her vodka, uh, <laughs> with her yoni, uh, with her yoni, yes. <laughs> so, in light of this new information, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon decided to change her name to Paps Smear Beer. Yeah. Paps Smear Beer. <laughs> well, oh, oh, that's the gross part. <laughs> that's 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 what got you right there. <laughs> you didn't hear me. Oh, yeah, the, during the commercial. Uh, yeah, the paps. Uh, was the, the, the paps is what made it grow. The paps <laughs> ribbon is what made it grow. <laughs> I'd rather drink yoni juice other than freaking paps blue ribbon. <laughs> that's gross. Yeah, well, yeah, gotta. <laughs> I guess nothing ventured, nothing did. Yeah. That's like pretty a, much how I feel about uh, beer in the, general. The bottle shaped like a uterus. <laughs> <laughs> so, never do these 10 things before having sex, is what they're saying. And uh, before we even get into this, you know, take that never, you know, with the grain of salt. Grain of salt. 
you know, maybe not never, but you know. You so probably the, shouldn't use a grain of salt before you. <laughs> it depends on what you're gonna do with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is they should say they should they say guys that are uncircumcised should not be skipping showers because uh, an uncircumcised penis can host a UTI, which is a urinary tract infection, ca- uh, causing bacteria under the foreskin, and you can pass that on to your partner and she would get a yeast infection and be making all kinds of beer and bread in there. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there literally, there literally would be a bun in the oven. Wow. Wow. This is, this is. <laughs> we just went left at the bakery. <laughs> left at the break. Maybe it was the brewery. Microbrew. <laughs> Using mouthwash and an electric toothbrush. Okay. Now this one, Why? I I think they putting a lot on this one, but they say that uh, this might oh, seem okay. yeah. this oh. might seem odd because using an electric toothbrush and a mouthwash can uh, can make you more susceptible to STDs. Both teeth cleaning tools are so harsh that they can cause small tears on your gums. Mm-hmm. That means that oral sex might just end up causing more harm than good mm-hmm. look <laughs> if you're, if Go you're gonna get an std get from your Charlie. partner from oral sex you have bigger things to worry mm-hmm. about than micro tears in your gums right i right, mean right right let's well, just go to the source and it's, it's, i think it's, that's yeah yeah I'm, I'm with charlie on this one that that's <laughs> so that's two for two with me though i kind of like fascinating well no no the first one i'm okay with mm-hmm. the, but the second one though is like mm, they're, they're the, problem, kinda... the problem is not the mouthwash. The problem is the STD. Mm. Let's focus. Right. <laughs> Let's focus on where the problem is. Oh, my gosh. Right. Speaking of the, I'm sorry. This is a quick diversion, digression. <laughs> but did you see mm. the post? Oh, no. You're not on Instagram. But um, I am on Instagram. Oh, well, anyway. Um, I, <laughs> I'm not on Instagram. You can I'm tell me I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> on my IG page, I posted a, a billboard. That's a li- It's a real bur- billboard up on um, on Sunset. And they took the Bernie Sanders campaign like logo look. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it's the question. It's all feel the burn, but it's burn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. STD. And it's, oh it's, like, it's an ad for free STD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all savage for that. That's wrong. That's cool. That was funny. Anyway, go ahead. So, okay, they have uh, next up on the list is using menthol-based lube. (laughs) I mean, why would they even make that? That shit is dumb. That don't even make sense. That don't make no sense. (laughs) Lubricants that uh, Tingle often use menthol as an ingredient. Excuse me. While this can be a great way to spice up the bedroom when you're young, older women find that menthol irritating. That's because vaginal tissue thins over the years making it more sensitive no and I, menthol in your mm. vagina is not burn, a good period. idea at any age period <laughs> and i've tried it so and not that period, i, I but agree just period. <laughs> but you know uh right. women who can smoke with their vagina uh it, it is very entertaining <laughs> that's not the kind wow, of menthol that was that's not the kind of menthol a strip club haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of the menthol thing. Right. Yeah, right, right. I get it. Okay. She can oh, get her Newports okay. popping. Yeah, <laughs> Keeping a condom in your wallet. You always want a condom close by just in case anything happens, but your wallet is a bad place to keep it. 
when you keep your wallet in your pocket, your body heat warms it up. And the heat weakens the condom, making it less effective. Mm -hmm. That's true. So you should keep your condom. Um, in you should just pocket. wear it. <laughs> right. Now that's even more body heat. <laughs> just wear it. <laughs> Come ready. Always be prepared. Stay ready. Like Sugar Free said, stay ready. Boy Scout, right? <laughs> yep, like the Boy Scouts. Always be prepared. The Boy Scouts are wearing condoms now. <laughs> Shaving right before. Hmm. You want to keep a manicured pubic area for your partner, but shaving right before sex is huge no-no. Your skin will be irritated, and the vigorous nature of sex will just make it worse. Skin becomes inflamed and more prone to infections and STDs instead of oh, and, and STDs instead. Uh, shave right before, shave night before, or skip it all together. Not to mention freshly, freshly shaved like right before. It's it's still really it's real prickly. So I think that's when it's starting to grow back. It's yeah, freshly, when it's freshly shaved. It's if you wait it, if you did it the night before and then wait it, it's going to be prickly. But if you do it right before, it's smooth and yeah. yeah I don't okay. agree with this. That's not my experience, but okay. Yeah. So uh, I need a better. But again, the issue with that is the STD, not the shaving. Exactly. Exactly. Ew. Now this really? is like, this is kind of like a like no brainer. Really? Using dirty sex toys. <laughs> aren't, Never aren't, do aren't, this right before sex, but after sex is right, fine. Right, right, right. <laughs> aren't, aren't sex toys by definition dirty? <laughs> yeah, if you do it right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Using food as foreplay. Right, row. Yeah. Uh, movies tell you that you aren't having a good time in bed unless there's a lot of whipped cream and chocolate sauce involved. Mm -hmm. In real life, not only is it not an, uh, uh, an annoying mess to clean, but foods can also cause a yeast infection. There we go. More brewing beer and bacon bread. <laughs> Brings us back to Yanni. <laughs> Full circle. And that's the process. <laughs> the when they get near your sensitive <laughs> No, that's true. And I blame nine and a half weeks for making that shit look hot. Anyway, yeah. That was terrible. Remember when they did all that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you have to have movie sex, go with the, uh, what is it? Do the right thing and take an ice cube to the nipple. Mm -hmm. That's more. Uh, that's a lot safer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's 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 take a quick digression about which sex scenes and movies would you want to replay. Hmm. Let me think about this. We'll come. We'll come back to that. Yes. that sounds like it'd be a good topic for later. Yeah. It would. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's save it. Okay, let's see. The next one is skipping foreplay altogether. Come on, dude. There's there's a lot of things. There's a whole lot of people who disagree with that. There are lots of couples who mm -hmm. like to skip foreplay every you now and again. Uh, you know, it helps to mix it up, you know. But uh, what they say is if you always have to reach for the lube, that's probably because you're skimping on the foreplay. When a woman is fully aroused, she creates her own, lube, her, her own lubricant. Spend some time turning her on, and both of you will have a better time. I True. feel like if you don't know this, you shouldn't even be having right. sex. This Pretty is much. so, like, <laughs> basic. 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 Uh, so there you have it. All right. That was 10? That's 10. Oh, that okay. was 10. That's the end. Of course, if she's turned on by the smell of mouthwash, that could uh, 
<laughs> Just imagine your yoni smelling like yeah. wash, wash. <laughs> <laughs> This beer tastes mouthwash. like mouthwash. <laughs> this mouthwash tastes like yoni. You got your yoni in my mouthwash. Got your mouthwash in my yoni. <laughs> oh, terrible. All right, so let's get into some of this Ask the Average Guy. You've been gone for so long. We haven't heard your voice that much. How about you read this for us, please? Okay. Dear Dino, I am a childless stepmom with an enormous desire to be a mother. My husband has two kids and I love them, but he doesn't understand the emptiness I feel inside, knowing I'll never have the biological bond of unconditional love with his kids. I deal with anxiety and sometimes become easily frustrated when the kids stay with us. My husband thinks it's because the kids are, quote, invading my space. I try to tell him it has more to do with the fact that I have this dream of being a whole family. But just as we get into a routine, the kids go back to their mom and we must start all over again. We've talked about trying to have a baby together, but my husband is skeptical. He thinks it would cause a bigger rift in my relationship with his kids. But I think it would give me something to share with the kids, as well as give me the biological bond of unconditional love I want so deeply. Do you think a new addition to a blended family would cause more problems than it would solve? Needs to be a mom. Hmm. Okay, let's start with Charlie Bell. Why are you starting with me? Just answer the damn question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, first of all, I have a lot of compassion and empathy for this Mm -hmm. woman. I understand and can relate to what it feels like to not be able to live out something that you think has been a dream and that you have fantasized about and desired and you know felt deep longing for um for your whole life but that said i think that the biggest problem here is your anxiety and you need to deal with your sense of longing and your resolution to that because ultimately um a kid isn't going to fix anything it's it's just going to add to whatever is going on um, I think you and your husband both have points as far as it's going to change the dynamic and some probably for better and some for worse. But I think the real issue is that you need to get your anxiety under control. I would suggest that you talk to a therapist and try to work through like your issue around kids because having a baby is not going to be – I think people fantasize about what babies are. And like you said it, biological bond of unconditional love. That's not what a baby is necessarily going to bring. Or at least that's not the only thing it's going to bring. And you can't invest your fantasy into what you think a kid is going to be. You have to be prepared to deal with the reality. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't go forward and have a child. I think that's something that if you if you deeply want it, if you feel that that's something that your soul is crying out for, there's nothing wrong with you going for it. But I just don't think you're necessarily in the best emotional state right now. I think you have some work to do to prepare for that child and pr- to prepare all the members of your family to embrace the child. All right. And Wheezy. Um, <clears throat> if your kids, if, if your stepkids are good with you, if you have a good relationship with them, um, I don't think they would have any problem with uh, you having a, uh, ha- uh, with, with having a, 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 another member of the family. 
um, just from my experience, uh, <clears throat> I have, uh, well, well, my, my own, my own experience has been, um, my, uh, my mother and her immediately younger sister were members, uh, with, you know, they have, they have a different father than their three, their four younger siblings. Um, and they, their, their relationship has always been, you know, we're brothers and sisters. It's not, you know, it's not, you know, we love, you know, it, it wasn't a, 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 it didn't destroy the family. They didn't, uh, didn't love each other less because they had different yeah, biological yeah, parents. Yeah. And I, I think in just from my experience, I was an only child and I wanted, I wanted a, a younger uh, sibling badly. And the idea that, you know, we wouldn't have the same father or the same mother never, never uh, bothered me. Um, and I look at my uh, cousins; they have uh, they have blended families, and their their relationships. And, and oh God, I, I know of a, I know of a family where you know sometimes uh, adultery is involved, and the kids mm-hmm. seem still to adapt. still adapt. And uh, yeah, yeah, kids are quite malleable. So you know the idea that you're, I mean, there's always a chance that they won't accept, but I think. The chances of of your of your stepchildren not accepting a younger sibling, I, I think, are, are small. Uh, Kinda. Um, I have a lot of feelings about this. Well, number one, um, I, I I wonder the husband, yeah, putting <clears throat> um, those feelings um, onto his children. I wonder if those he's projecting his own concerns about whether he will be able whether his his having another child would affect his biological because i don't understand how it would affect her bond with the children for her having a child Mm -hmm. i really don't i also think that sometimes um it's it's hard for someone who's already had a child which is her husband Mm -hmm. to understand the longing especially for a woman sometimes some women i'm not saying all women have that longing, but when that longing hits and i understand it Mm -hmm. i completely understand what she's saying um she wants that experience and i don't think that and i come from a very blended family we have adopted children my father has children my mother has so it's Mm -hmm. like we've all come together and it never had to that never affected the fact that we're brothers and sisters we fight like brothers and sisters we love like brothers and sisters all that so i don't think it's about the children i think it's more about the two adults Mm -hmm. coming to an agreement in their relationship relationships Mm -hmm. are about a negotiation Mm -hmm. and did they talk about this beforehand Mm -hmm. her deep desire to one day be a mother and his desire possibly not to have any more children i think Mm -hmm. that's where the disconnect Mm -hmm. is you know and i think that's what needs to be dealt with amen okay um first let me say i what i think well my first is a question to wheezy and 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 kenda Mm -hmm. Where did you guys hear? I didn't. I don't see that. I don't hear that the kids are. He says he thinks kid. it would cause a bigger rift in my relationship with his kids, right? Um, but if we have a baby, right? But I. But you guys spoke as if the kids are having this issue, or somebody is saying that the kids would have an issue. I didn't hear that. Yeah, the, well, he, he's, he, he's, the husband he's saying says that. that the kids would it would cause a, a a rift between more of a rift between her and the children. Right, but know? the kids aren't concerned about that. The husband is exactly. Right. Yeah, that's what exactly. She's but I'm saying he's projecting his concerns to me onto the kids, as opposed to I'm thinking it would cause a bigger rift between me and my kids. Right. It's you know he's using the kids as an as a, an excuse exactly. or a reason why. This might not be a good idea right, right now. He's trying to use his kids mm-hmm. as a reason for her to not have a baby. Yeah, as opposed to him possibly saying, I, I just really don't know if I want any more kids. That's just what I'm hearing. Right? Okay. Um, 
Well, I, I, I can see that. I also can see that he possibly, I mean, there's that, the whole trope. I mean, it's been done to death in, in, in uh, movies and television forever of the, you know, the step parent who favors the biological mm-hmm. kid. I mean, they've made fairy tales about it, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, treats the stepchildren, <clears throat> you know, less than. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be, and in the fact that she, you know, seems to want a child very badly. I Obsessively. Can see, yeah, I can see where he might be concerned about that. And I think that's what he's trying to say in a, or what, what she's saying that he's trying to say or whatever in a kind of, you know, toned down kind of way. I think that's that's my, I can see that being what's going on as well, is what I'm saying. Um, I don't I don't necessarily think a, a child would cause because the, the, the question is, do you think a new addition to a blended family would cause more problems than it would solve? That's the, that's the question that she poses to us. Uh, not necessarily, but it possibly could. It mm-hmm. all depends on where you're coming from and your mental health. Charlie Bell brought up some very uh, good points some uh, about your mental health and that you needing to seek uh counseling about that before you undertake that but see another thing too we don't know she didn't say her age or give us any indication Mm -hmm. you know how long she has so that could be an issue um well even more so she needs to get counseling if biological clock is part of it because the reality mm -hmm. is if that is part of the issue then what are you going to do if it doesn't manifest right you have to be able to deal with the outcome one way or the other true and I think the sure. question might need to be amended. Her question, you know, will it cause more problems for the blended family? I think the question needs to be, is her deep desire to have a child and her knowing that she wants that cause more problems for her relationship with her husband who may not want that? I think mm. that needs to be the question that's tackled between them. Yeah, I'm wondering how did this not come up before marriage? Right. I know it's kind of late for that now. Hmm. Sometimes people overlook that, though. They kind of, oh, yeah, you know, he doesn't really want, but he'll want one or, later. You know, right. like, I was going to say, not overlook it. Yeah. They, they ignore what's they, been right. said. They think, right. right. I can change him. Have, he'll change his mind when right. we get in. Sometimes that happens. Or maybe she changed yeah. her he mind. Have, or he might have <clears throat> not been honest about his yeah. intentions either. Right. Right. Or maybe, right. she or maybe changed. he changed his mind. Right. He's gotten to a place like, you know what? I really don't want any more now that I think about it. You know, people's needs and change evolve you know for sure and they need to decide but i think that um yeah. but look the, i think the last question the last part of your question was very telling do you think a new addition to a blended family would cause more problems than it would solve babies don't solve oh, problems. problems they don't yeah they don't. but i think i think unless they're really smart well unless <laughs> <laughs> well i think she sees her wanting a child and not having a child as the problem yeah. Yeah. right so in that yeah. sense but, it would solve that problem right but she needs to be able so. to to me she's investing her hopes she's pro- just like the husband is maybe projecting his fear of having a baby onto his kids she's she seems like she's projecting her longings about what she thinks life and love should be onto a baby i agree she does seem to be it it, it does feel like she's maybe over romanticizing a tiny bit but I mean, it's kind of hard to tell. But I, I definitely see your point. Hard to tell. I definitely see your point. But well, it's really hard to tell. I mean, wanting to reproduce is just basic it, human it, instinct. And sure, yeah. I, and I'm not yeah. right. And I'm yeah. not saying that there's anything yeah. wrong with because the I'm deep- there right now. But I'm not obsessive with it. But I definitely, right. it's something. And as uh, uh, and the fact that I'm getting older has become 
more of something that's running in my mind, like, okay, so what does this mean if this doesn't happen? I really want this. And looking and seeing my nieces and kids who are younger than me having children saying, wow, you know. So it's something that you see in different times of your life. When you see other people, it Mm -hmm. it reminds you, like, wow, okay, how much time do I have? So it can be something that's a thought without it being obsessive, but something that's a concern that you and a desire. I'm not saying that she shouldn't want children or that wanting children isn't natural or it's not something Mm -hmm. that you should act upon if you do want it. Mm -hmm. But I think for your mental health and for the health of the child, you have to be in a Ideally, you're in a stable place with understanding Mm -hmm. the true consequences of Mm -hmm. having a child or of not having Mm -hmm. a child. I'm just saying I think her her mind it's not that her her mindset and her emotions seem a little. The concern is that she wants a child to give her that unconditional love as opposed to knowing that you have a child you're to give the it's not for them to meet your need, but you're meeting their needs. Yeah. And um, and that's what you're hearing. Any other thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Having babies is complicated. Sure is. (laughs) Well, not having them. (laughs) Keeping them. Raising them. (laughs) Making them isn't. But having them is. Actually, we have some long overdue iTunes reviews that we uh, have been uh, needing to read. First one up says, not just not just black podcasting, but pure organic podcasting represented by beautiful black people. Catch up on the world of drama with some opinions that will leave you with insight and laughs. S-Y-O, B-T-G. In other words, support your own Baylor the Great. I promised myself I wouldn't cry. (laughs) Thank Thank you, Baylor. Thanks, Baylor. (laughs) We are organic. (laughs) And then we have... 5% polyester. We have one that says, How have I not written a five-star review for this show? I know. I was enjoying it too much. Aw. The five song Friday episode is hot fire, son. (laughs) (laughs) And that comes from LS Rules, aka Lamont Stewart, our friend and co uh, co or fellow podcaster. Uh, Yeah, he's referring to the the episodes of Five Song Friday where I was a guest on his show. So uh, thank you very much, sir. Uh, Much appreciated. Much love. Much love. All right. It's your birthday, so I know you want to ride out. Even if we only go to my Anna Hicks, my cousin. Happy birthday to you, cuz. Miss Radio Sapphire, friend of the show and uh, former guest of the show. Happy birthday to you, dear. Lee Murphy, happy birthday, sir. Porn star Kim Eternity turns 43 years old today. Happy uh, birthday. Lots and lots of birthday sex to you, my lady. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe she wants a break from birthday yeah. sex. Maybe. <laughs> birthday day off. Right. <laughs> happy birthday, whatever you want to do. <laughs> a Natalie De Jesus Guzman, happy birthday. Yay, Natalie. Nat. Janae Lyos. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Nene. Nene, Nene Rachel Cooper, happy birthday to you, Miss Super Duper. 
<laughs> Aaron Williams, happy birthday, my friend. Says he's 100 years old. Stop lying. <laughs> Denise Thomas, Pastor Denise Thomas, another cousin of mine. No birthday six. No birthday None. sex for you, cuz. None. <laughs> uh, Imani Washington, happy birthday to you, sir. Uh, let's see. Ginger Spice, ooh. Happy birthday to you and lots of birthday sex. Ginger Spice, that sounds like somebody that has some good birthday sex. (laughs) Warren Howard's birthday. Happy birthday to you, sir. Lots of birthday sex. And last but not least, we have Brent Hopper, senior fan of the show. Thank you, sir, for riding with the Shiznit Show. And lots and lots of birthday sex to you. All right. That brings another episode of the Shiznit Show to a close. Thank you all. Thank you one, and thank you all once again for riding with the Shiznit Show. We appreciate you for listening to us, downloading our show, and we would ask that you share the show. Share the show with your family, your friends, your loved ones, your coworkers. Tell them about the Shiznit Show. Tell them about us on your Twitter, your Facebook, Instagram, all of your social media. All right, so for uh, Ken the McGee, for Damon the Weasel Stanifer, for Charlie the Bell, Charlie- <laughs> <laughs> for Charlie Bell, <laughs> this is Dino Rez, and holler at your boy. From all of our oh, yeah, and by the way, don't forget like to give us a five-star review. Do that. You guys are slipping. It's been a while. Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been The Shiznit. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.